I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Phonebox Podcast with me, Emma Conway. How the devil are you? I hope you are all well. We are back with a cracking episode today. We have Ellie and Helen from the Scummy Mummies on. They are outspoken. This is not a podcast you will listen to in the car on the way to the school run. Especially if you're doing some sort of school run where you've got another kid in the back of your car. No, because they'll go home and they'll tell some right tales to their mum and dad. Don't listen to this when you're making fish fingers and waffles for tea. No, this is mum on a walk or this is on the bus on the way to college it's a private it's a private podcast it is hilarious they are great they have their own fantastic podcast which you must check out women podcast i will leave everything in the description so you can go and check them out they also are on tour continuously and it is spot on for a mum's night out i recently went with my mum and my sister and there was nct groups there there was you know, the PTA there, there was football mums, they are, it's just proper, proper, proper funny. So I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. I want you to come back at the end though for a quick chat because I need your help with an upcoming episode and I want to ask you a question. So enjoy the Scummy Mummies and I'll see you in a bit. Hello the Scummy Mummies and welcome to the Phone Box podcast. Hello. 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 How are you? We're all waving. You can't see us, but we're all waving. It's all good here. Have a little bit of a sniffle. Um, but do you know what? I will survive. I think the kids are giving me some sort of terrible lurgy. Um, but no, how are you two? You good? Yeah, pretty. Uh, I don't don't currently have a lurgy, I think. So so I mean I'm I'm it's not a competition, but if it was, I would be winning, Emma. So there we are. <laughs> So you're doing better than me. So the first question, I'm excited because we're all the similar age, which is good because we've had some quite young people oh, on. God. We're gonna we we're all gonna be able to I know. What do you want to talk to young people for? They don't know anything about anything. We're a waste nothing. of everyone's time. <laughs> oh new bands. Oh yeah, brilliant. Well done. Okay, so when were you two 14 then? I was 14 back in 1992 in, okay. in sunny, hot Australia. Uh yeah, so it was heady times. And yes, I was I was 14 in 1991. Uh, so yes, I am the slightly older and taller one. 
Yeah. And where were you? Where, where did you go up? I grew up in London, uh, born in old South East London. Okay. Yep. That's that's more more glamorous than Birmingham, probably. Is it? I don't think you've been here, Emma. Have you been to Catford? Have you been to Catford? (laughs) No, I haven't. No. Okay, I want to know what your two bedrooms. In fact, Helen, you're the first non-British person on the podcast. How does that feel? You're going to open a whole new world to us. Teenagers were like somewhere else. Oh, you made me feel very special. Well, my my 14 year old bedroom um, was all pink. Had been painted pink, and I had, I think, approximately 150 photos cut out of Kylie Minogue and Ooh. Michael Hutchins from In Excess. And then five years later, they started dating. And I don't know <gasps> the magic that I had manifested it. I had predicted the the hot romance, um, but yes, I was obsessed with Neighbours, Kylie. And in excess, that was my thing. And my mum, I remember for my birthday, had bought me a Laura Ashley pink floral um, duvet cover. And I was like, I don't want this for my birthday. Duvet cover is not a birthday present. And she's like, I'd been, she'd gone into the city and thought it was, I feel like such an asshole, such an asshole, such a naughty. Laura Ashley, I mean, Laura Ashley and Michael Hutchins don't seem to be on the same sort of, Wavelength. Did you fancy him? Is that why he was on your wall? Yeah, absolutely. Lusted, lusted after Michael Hutchins. Yeah. So they were my first two cassette tapes was In Excess X or Ux at 10 and then uh, Kylie's Kylie. You know, one with the slanted hat. Yeah, the big, slanted hat, yeah. The hair hat. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so that was and then she had, I mean, like, she had like a very tight black top on as well. And she was like, oh, she was, can you see like twins like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's like Kylie, no, it's Emma. Okay, Ellie, what was your bedroom like? Well, funnily enough, I was about to say, I had a Laura Ashley duvet cover. What are the charts? And it was floral. <laughs> it was floral. Uh, but mine was not pink. I didn't like pink. My room was, uh, it was like a pale yellow. Um, sort of a buttery yellow, not a lemon yellow. It was the fashion at the time. Yeah. And I remember, yeah, my mum, we went to home base in Catford and they had a little corner of home base, which was a little Laura Ashley shop. So you could go in and choose choose things in there. So I had like a blue and yellow theme in my room. Oh, it was delightful. How funny that we didn't know each other then. We were on opposite sides of the world. Oh, um, just with your du- duvet. Yeah. Did you have any posters on your wall? I think, I think around that time, was that around the new kids on the block era? Yeah. That was my boy band. I was never that bothered about Take That or Bross <laughs> or any of that. But new kids, Jordan got me with his frisky oh, eyebrows. Jordan. Do you remember those yeah. eyebrows? They would look at you like, oh, and you'd be like, oh, yes, you can put your hand up with bra. That'd be nice. <laughs> so if you were if you were doing one of your Scummy Mummies gigs and Jordan Knight walked in oh. now, would your heart still flutter? <laughs> Or would you pass? more than my heart, Emma? More than my heart. <laughs> oh, we can't say the same about Michael. RIP, oh. you're gonna walk in. But if Kylie walked in, oh. would you be excited? Could you imagine? Oh, I've, I've met her once. I remember waiting. I waited for three hours. I bought her book and and I um and I said, like, hello, and that was about it. And then she signed my book, and I was like, ha! and that you know, I just lost the power. Was she tiny? Yeah, like, was she tiny? Minuscule, like you know, like like in like a tiny, yes, pocket little thing, like so tiny you're tempted to pick her up, yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, might yeah. have just gone, just, just, just a tiny person, oh. um, but yeah, very, very smiley and lovely. And you know, I, I'm glad I've met it. I met 
I was in her presence for about 18 seconds. So yeah, so she was she was lovely. And I I still I've been to about six Kylie concerts since. So I'm 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 a diehard fan. Yeah, she's great, isn't she? When I'm at Gary Barlow, I just went, I love you. And he just went, Thank you. And then I just carried carried I thought I was never going to get the chance again. If I met Gary Bond, I'd be like, pay your taxes, Gary. Oh, it's just uh, different, well, the, Yeah, it? I didn't. I, that was that was after <laughs> no, I just said, I love you. And he just said, thank you. And then I just walked off because I just, well, what else is there to say? He didn't say love you back. Rude. Yeah. So schools, did you just go to like a mixed school? What kind of school did you go to? I went to school in New Cross and it was, um, it was a bit weird. It was like a girls school. There was a girls school at the bottom of the hill and a boys school at the top of the hill. Oh, lovely. Yes. Illicit boys yeah. at the top of the and hill. There was like a minibus that ran between them and it was all a bit weird because it was like a state school, but it really liked to sort of pretend it was a private school. So there were things like operas and honours boards but it was just full of like Ooh. people from like like me, like from Peckham. Like we just didn't really, we didn't always follow the the sort of Mallory Towers um, model. So it was it was an odd school. And to be honest, I had enough. By the time I was sixteen, I was I'd had enough of it, and I went to a different sixth sixth form college. Because um, yeah, it was an odd place. But my goddaughters go there now, and I think they quite like it. I think it's changed quite a lot. Yeah. So yeah. So with the boys at the top of the hill, was it always... Because I went to a girls' school and the boys' school was like a few, you know, I don't know, five minutes down the road and we'd have the odd joint disco or the odd little play and the boys would be allowed in and it'd be very exciting. The highlight of the week was on Wednesdays, Wednesday afternoons, we would go to Crystal Palace Sports Centre and the boy, we would have a coach for the girls' school and the boys' school had a coach as well. So there was like a sort of crossover. It was like the bit in West Side Story where they meet for the rumble. It was like there was a sort of the sort of four minute period where our paths could potentially cross oh. and that was all very yeah. exciting you know there was all sorts it's of so exciting yeah, yeah it was good I do I do love we used to get the, the bus into town do you call ta- where do you call London town or is that uptown we'll thing? say uptown yeah yeah you're just going into town up, up London up London yeah. you're going up London yeah. yeah so we would go into town on the same bus as the boys oh it was just it was just so exciting what about you Helen were you in a mixed school or yeah so I grew up in a tiny uh, country town there's about 6,000 people uh and it was called Kyabram and uh I just went to the local school but it was the school where my dad taught um and I got year nine which was when I was 14 was peak bullying that's the year that's the year I decided to leave I just remember going home going I can't go back and um and I found it very difficult and my dad found it difficult because he was a teacher and he couldn't you know there were teachers who were really ignoring the fact that I was being treated very very badly and I think dad was difficult because that's where he worked um so yeah I, I I would say 14 was probably one of my shittest years that is, that's that's the kind that's kind of why I picked it not because it was your shittish I haven't based my whole podcast <laughs> around your shittish be year, a little bit more insensitive but... Emma honestly <laughs> I've said this before <laughs> but uh, 14 I think is a real pivotal year and that's kind of like a year where everything changes yeah. and a lot of people have found 14 quite hard yeah I agree I also um was was bullied very badly that year um in particular and it was yeah it was awful it was I, I I mean, of all the years of my life, again, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't like to live through that one again. <laughs> that would definitely be oh, no. in the bottom. But thank you for making yeah. me relive it now on your <laughs> podcast for the entertainment of people. What is this? <laughs> this is just torture porn for me. Oh, oh, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it is, it is a funny year. There's all hormones. It's just you've got one foot in being a kid. You've got one foot in kind of heading towards being an adult. And it is just like a... A very so in the hierarchy of the school, I suppose, were you on the outs then? Were you not like 
you weren't in the popular or the nerds were you just kind of like a little island by yourself or did you have a gang of mates? I had that horrible thing that I think happens to a, a lot of girls where you sort of you are in a friendship group and then suddenly it doesn't it's not it doesn't splinter it's sort of you just splinter like suddenly you you're sort of yeah. pushed outside of it and it's really upsetting and frightening and then um yeah there was all that and then I wasn't it was about 15 16 I changed classes in the end and found found my sort of tribe there but um yeah it was yeah I, it, it was yeah oh god it was horrible oh Girls are yes. mean. Girls are brute. Like they are. I always remember one girl taking me around the back of the sports hall, just going, just to let you know we're not going to be friends um, with you anymore. And I was just like, and even now I still think about it. And that was like 30 years ago. And it and I think it kind of impacts almost sometimes now how I find friendships in adulthood. You kind of whiz back a little bit, don't you? It's so strange. Hmm. They're so mean girls. Yeah, I remember having that or like girls who would say, oh, I'm friends with you on the weekend, but we can't talk at school. And me just accepting that because I had such low self-worth going, that's fine. Mm. You know, um, I, I was I was I was kind of weird. Like I was I was into the debating team and I played the cello and I, you know, I did everything. That's not weird. That's creative. That's not weird. Yeah, that's nice. I, I, I stand by those decisions now that, you know, I wouldn't be who I was um, mm. now if I if I didn't be my authentic self back then but obviously uh, that was very much uh, a point of ridicule and and funnily enough people said do you do you are you from England are you because I spoke I didn't I didn't have a particularly strong Australian accent so that that kind of you know as my mum said I I said H instead of H you know like I I I I liked classical music I did all these things that that I just didn't I just didn't fit in but I I I think I liked who I was, but nobody else seemed to. Um, and uh, and also I got really, really horrific acne as well. So it wasn't it wasn't oh. a great time. But also, should we? Move, what about sixteen? Was sixteen good? I feel if we move to sixteen, oh, mate, sixteen was brilliant. Was 16, no, no, 16 was brilliant. I'm getting I'm getting to a really good bit. Okay. Here. Sorry, sorry. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go, so, go, so, go. so I was I was very sad, and and I kept saying to my parents, I want to move schools. I want to move schools, and they they weren't listening. And then one day I just thought, who's going to make me happy? And I rang up a school that was about an hour's drive away. And I said, I'd like to change schools, please. And I sorted a meeting out with the headmaster. I did all the research and I sat my parents down and said, I'm moving schools. And I made them and I wrote down all the things. And then I took my parents to see this headmaster and I burst into tears and I said, I'm just really sad. Can I please start at your school? And he said, yeah, we'd be delighted to have you start here next year. And it was one of those moments in my life where I took control of my happiness and I didn't blame anyone else. I mean, I was angry that my parents weren't listening, but I I still refer back to that 14 year old for strength in many times where I'm like, no one else is no one else is helping you. Just just you've got to you've got to take control of your that's happiness. A, so, Helen, that's amazing to do that when you're 14. That is. And also without the Internet, you weren't Googling what is a nice school. You were just like having to phone adults up and speak to adults yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I did lots of mistakes, but I think one of the things and um, uh, you know, when I did therapy after my divorce, the, the therapist said, you've got to go back to that 14-year-old girl. Where was that strength? You know, where did that strength come from? Don't know. Maybe it was Kylie Minogue. Maybe it was. It was definitely. It was, it was the hat. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think, um, yeah. So I think that I, I kind of like that 14-year-old girl. And sometimes, yeah, yeah, she sounds wicked. She's all right. She's okay. She cried Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, well, God, we, didn't we all cry a lot? That is, so were you happier at the new school? Was it much better? Yeah, it transformed, it transformed my life. It really did. I made some really great friends. And Ellie, you'll be surprised. I was always late. And my poor mother would have to drive me to the school bus uh, in her nighty. She'd put every morning, I'd be, she'd like, come on, you've got to get to school on time. No. And, uh, and I was always late. And so she had to drive me to the bus. And I always just remember that mum, like backing out, nearly killing a cat. Um, and getting me to the bus, so that was that. Anyway. Oh, that's good. That's a good, a good empowering story. Fourteen-year-old girls can be mean, but they also can be quite resilient as well, can't they? Mm. What was your um your biggest fashion faux pas? That's what I want to know. What did you wear that you looking back? You're like that's horrific. That was part of the problem, I think. But I wasn't very interested in clothes. I mean, I never really have been. I no. just didn't care. So it just that's good. Well, it's it's good. In terms of, yes, now, but it's difficult if, you know, I think you're at that age when clothes are a, are a bonding thing. It's, it's part of that, if you go to that tribal thing, it's like, you because we were, it was like the kickers in my school, the naff naff stuff, I think. And we didn't have any money for that sort of shit anyway. So it wasn't really an option to me. And I wasn't that interested. I was very nerdy. So I was into video games and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm sure there was a fashion faux pas, but I can't. I can't even remember what I wore because it's just not something that's lodged in my brain. No. Like, oh, what about you, Helen? Oh, I had my Sunday best because, like, in my we had we had very little money, and my parents every year would get like one good outfit, and that would be your Sunday outfit, and you'd wear that every Sunday. What was your Sunday best? Okay, my Sunday best was I was very proud of this outfit, and I cringe now. It was a, a white, uh, like a white t-shirt, but then I had an oversized uh, paisley waistcoat, which is of the time, and matching culottes uh, that were just a little bit too short, and I'd wear oh, them with yeah. a heavy brogue because that was of the bros era, so brogues were yeah. a thing. So I had a pair of brogues, and I wore them until you know they almost you know, made my toes curl because I loved them so much and I couldn't get new shoes. So, yes, uh, a, a, a maroon paisley culotte uh, waistcoat because it also it was that sort of um, like blossom, that kind of era. Oh, blossom you know, so that sits with a floppy hat. That would be lovely. Yeah, waistcoats were sort of very much in. And also I was quite pale and and quite chubby and I did once buy a pair of denim cut-off shorts and it was it wasn't the right thing. It wasn't it, was it wasn't a good look. Did Bros were Bros famous in Australia then? Massive. Were they? Absolutely massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Grolsch on the the train. My mum and dad would never let me put those on my shoes. I had, I had no. a cartoon jumper of bros from the market with them all looking slightly wonky. But my mum did <laughs> my mum did take me to see them in concert though. I've talked about this before. And um at the end of the concert, Matt pulls his trousers down and you all scream. And then I can't remember who I was on the podcast with. They were like, isn't that like a bit inappropriate? I'm like, well, come to think of it now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and Matt pulls his trousers down and we all, and just stands there in his boxers and we all scream. Yeah, a bit weird. But you know what? It was, th- it was thrilling. They were um, American flag boxers, obviously in Birmingham. <laughs> What kind of music did you like when you were younger? I liked I liked Madonna. I was very into Madonna. I think I still was at 14. I think I was still... And obviously New Kids uh, were amazing. I had the VHS videos of their concerts and everything. Yeah. Like it was... I was in quite deep. Um, and then I liked... I liked sort of quite folksy stuff like Paul Simon and Tracy Chapman. Like, do you remember when Fast Car... That was a big... That was a big thing, wasn't it? A massive attack. Like all those yeah, sort of... Yeah, yeah. so... So, yeah, but again, music was not, games was my thing, really. It wasn't such a big thing for me. 
What about you, Helen? Was it just the Kylie? Yeah, yeah. And, and it was of that era that like everybody in Neighbours started having their all home and away, had a, had a pop career. So obviously loved, loved my Jason Donovan, Natalie and Brulia, Danny. Yeah, Torn. Oh, Torn. Oh, Torn, we were probably a bit old when, I think I was at uni when Torn came out, but that's a great yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was a uni track. Because I remember my friend went and had, went to the hairdresser and asked for the Natalie and Brulia haircut, and she came back looking like <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. So that was a good, it was a good time. We've all been there. I had my hair like Gwyneth Paltrow in um, sliding doors. I think I had it. I went very, very like that, and I you know I looked terrible, but I thought I looked like Gwyneth. That was it. Was it was fun? Yeah, Tom was a great song. I know you like. Hey, which one of you like Stephen Dennis, or is it both of you like Stephen Dennis? <laughs> Uh, well, Stephen Dennis, of course, famously shares a birthday with me. Uh, we, we're birthday twins. Uh, yeah, and he did he did me a um, birthday video last year, and I, I uh, you know, peaked basically. I can't go, I can't go any higher than that. Well, that's it. I I have a not a great story about Stephen Dennis. My sister paid. I don't know, about four weeks ago to go meet the cast of Neighbours. Oh you yeah, can, they did they do the tour. Yeah, and she was queuing up. And a, a man came out and he says, guys, you're not going to like this. And he just put up a sign saying, Steph and Dennis will not be meeting the fans. <gasps> Wait, how much How much did she pay to, to meet him? It was £100. <laughs> but she, she met Toadfish, Rebecca. Was it... Was it to meet him specifically or the cast? No, it was, it was Carl and Susan. It was Toadfish. Um... Playing Jane Super Brain. Do you remember playing Jane Super Brain? Yeah. And yes, another yeah. one, another one, a new one who I was like, I don't know who that is. But Carl and Susan, she went in and she said, oh, I feel like I'm me. <laughs> Bear in mind, she's 40, 43. This is not like, <laughs> I feel like I'm meeting my mom and dad for the first time. And <laughs> now my mom and dad aren't dead either. So it's like, these are still alive people. It's not like a story of a sad person who has never had a mom and dad. She's got a mom and dad, they're alive. I feel like you're my real mom and dad. And they said, you can be, you can be our daughter if you like. What? That's so weird. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they were thinking, oh, this poor girl, she's got no parents. That's so weird. You can come and be with That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah and then when she went to it meet toadfish she walked around the corner and he said to me like oh you weren't expecting alf from home and away and she was like no and i think that must have just been his joke he done to every single oh, God. Oh, shit joke <laughs> No. Do you know what? She loved it. The photos are great though. The photos, she looks so happy in between her real mom and dad. But no Steph and Dennis, unfortunately. And they didn't give any reason. Like they didn't say He's got, you no, know, I the think... ceiling's falling in at Lassiter's. He's got to get back. He's got to <laughs> no. find the contractor. No. No, he was on the live show on the night, so he was fine. He just going to be bad. He just wouldn't meet. They just couldn't be bothered. Stefan Dennis will not be meeting last... the fans. That, yeah. I, that is and unbelievable. He, said, yeah. he just he went, you're not going to like this. And he no. just put it up and Claire said everyone was booing. Oh, <laughs> what? And oh, then wow. she bought five Lassiter's pens because she was scared they were going to run out. She's always got all these Lassiter's. <laughs> and an errands for a high tote bag. <laughs> just like living her best this life. Is good. <laughs> she, she, she's good. Um, okay, well, let's talk first snogs. 
Were yours awful? We've not had one single person on the podcast that had a nice first snog. They were all terrible. No, not, no. Let me let me change things up then for you, Emma. Me... I had a nice first snog. Hey, yes. Um, I uh, so I had this with my first boyfriend. So very serious relationship. I was about fourteen, I think. Actually, yeah. I think I was fourteen, and I met him at my drama group, and he was called Junior. And he had a very, very, he, his haircut was very much of the era. He had like shaved all around the back of the sides. And then on top, he had like jerry curl. Like, you know, is it in Coming to America, like the soul glow? He had yes, like that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then he had like a sort of rat's tail, a tiny plait coming out the bottom of the back that was really long. Oh, you've lost me at rat's tail. It was like it was like cool. It was like it was like a single dread almost, but plaited and not not you know it was okay, nice. Okay. Um, so and he had a diamond like well I say diamond a zirconium earring. So it was very I thought he was incredibly cool. And we went on our and he asked me out. We went on our first date. We went to Greenwich oh. Cinema and we watched My Girl, um, which. You know, slightly odd film, and then and then he came yeah. back with me, and that was in Greenwich. And he came back with me all the way to my house in Crofton Park, and um, and that was two buses, Emma, two buses that he didn't have to get because he lived in Woolwich. He didn't have no, to get. No, he didn't. That's romantic. And uh, there was a bench just at the bottom of my parents' road, and we went and sat on the bench, and then we had a little kiss. And it was just, yeah, it was lovely. It was very nice. And then he went home. He's nice. And it was very Did nice. Did you see him again? Oh, yeah, we went out for, you know, in my memory, like we went out for a long time, but of course it's it's it's, mm. dog, it's like dog years, isn't it, when you're a teenager? It's probably yeah. about two and a half weeks. Um, yeah. He did chuck me in the end. Oh, no. Oh, that's what I remember. I got wind. Someone at the drama group told me that he was going to chuck me, a friend. So I... Because like you, if you remember, I don't know if it's like this where you were, but you had to get in there first. You had to be the yeah. chucker and not yeah. the chucky. Yeah. So I went and chucked him. And he obviously wasn't upset because he was going to chuck me anyway. But right. I think the death knell of the relationship was when um, a few, like a few dates in, he told me that he was in a posse. And I was like, that's exciting. Ooh. A posse. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, that's cool. What's the posse called? And he said, I can't tell you. And I was like, why is it like a secret? And he's like, no, you'll laugh. And I was like, I promise I won't laugh. No, that's cool that you're in a posse. How, you know, why would I laugh? That's really cool. What's it called? And he said, it's called the Woolwich Ninjas. And I did laugh, listener. I did laugh. I did laugh. And he... Spoiler, she laughed. Spoiler, she laughed. And he was very, not unreasonably disgruntled. And I think I, I, think I made, I sewed my own, I, I sealed my own fate. I see my own fate that day. I wonder day. if he's still in the posse. I wonder if the posse's still going strong. I wonder. I wonder. And then he's the lead. Yeah. You, could, you think of what you could have been if you were in that posse. Oh, I oh. You could have been the queen of it. Who knows? I could have been the, the, the queen of the Woolwich Ninjas. What a joy. What a life. <laughs> we're sliding doors, <laughs> isn't it? Sliding yeah. doors. <laughs> what, could it, what could have been? That is a very nice story because lots of people have been like, I snogged someone, they tasted a burger. Or I was sick and then I went and snogged somebody. We've had a lot of disgusting, dirty snogs. What about you, Helen? Uh, my first snog was at school. His name is Michael Storer. And uh, it was lunchtime and we went behind a bush. And I just remember, just remember the whole tongue action. You know, it was kind of nice. Like, it felt nice, uh, I think. But I just, 
was, uh, you know, because it's all the build up, you know, first kiss and you like a proper kiss. I was like, just felt like a tongue sort of darting into my mouth. I was like, is that, is that, is that what you do? Is that, it's just it's this tongue thing. Yeah, well, did you know? Like, <laughs> you found that weird. <laughs> Fuck it <laughs> At school, that's quite brave. Yes, and, and, and like the school bell was about to go. And so it kind of gave us a time limit. Like we had said that we're going to do a snog. And then like yeah. we walked, you know, walked all after that. I was like, oh, I've had my first snog. Yeah. There wasn't any boob grabbing, I remember at that 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 um so just hands no. by side. And then a chicken, that. a random chicken just came out of the bush. I remember that. That was weird. <laughs> everyone wanted all the details. And then I had to write down the full details on notes and you would pass that around. Um, and then a chicken ran out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So so that was, you know, very Australian, I thought. Behind a bush. That is a behind a bush. Behind a bush a chicken. Was chicken. There. If you'd have said a kangaroo jumped out, I'd have been like, blimey, that really would have been Australian. Yeah. They're both all right stories. I think you both got off quite successfully there. Mm. That was that was excellent. Um, what would you say was your greatest teenage success? I think Helen, yours is probably moving school and like facilitating all of that what about you la teenage success probably yeah well i'm i yeah. said i moved for sixth form and that was a really good um decision because yeah then i met like i met some lovely people who i'm still friends with to this day and stuff and um uh yeah and i learned to smoke so that was really good uh i used to go to the pub most lunch times like that's where i really nice. learned to smoke and drink so that did you have excellent. fake id did you have a fake no, ID? no one it's cared a... it was it was a different time um it was like it was in Orpington, in which is as if it's on the border of like sort of kent and london yeah. it's kent really um and that you know it was just like where i remember weather spoons had just opened like it was a brand new oh, the thing spoons. yeah i used to go to the spoons so it was very exciting before it went all horrible and brexity and awful um so it was yeah we used to go go there and let's just spend like hours there drinking very cheap lager very slowly um so uh yeah but no i did do you know i sort of i think it was in my teenage years and all, if, if to be serious i probably sort of worked out um that i was or, or realized that i was funny and that actually not because i think as well if you, my, my parents are funny and if you grow up in a funny family you just sort of assume everybody's like that don't you? And then it's you get a bit older and you go, oh no, actually, maybe this is actually a superpower and we're not, and it's maybe, and therefore maybe it's okay that I'm shit at sport or whatever it is, because I've got this. And and you learn to you learn that it can make you make people like you, it can make people give you attention. Uh, and those are those are good things if you're being bullied. <laughs> um uh and you know, and, and that people like it. And it's and and so it was sort of developing that really. That was probably the, the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was always the I was absolutely awful at school. A lot of people on the podcast have said the popular kids seem to do sport. <clears throat> I was terrible at sport. I just tried to make people smile. That was my little kind of I managed to hang out with the cool girls by being the one that made people like smile a little bit and you know and I probably pulled a few boys by being a bit like one of the lads and just kind of being friends with them long enough to just you go out with me then and hang out with them like that but yeah that's what kind of what I did as well what about your flops what's something you look back and you go oh I absolutely regret doing that um I want I once set my pubes on fire uh, at okay. a strong one at a party to show off. I, I was just, you know, like I, I, I like Ellie discovered that you know I used to write sketches and funny songs about people and you know that sort of stuff. And I, you know, I was a bit of a tart for attention, and I was always in the school musical and things like that. So 
yeah, I remember I'd had too much um, bourbon and Coke uh, and and I thought it'd be hilarious to set my pubes on fire uh, at, because, you know, I grew up in the countryside, so so parties would be on people's farms and you'd have, you know, a fire in a bin and you'd stand around there and drinking, you know, um, mixed drinks and things like that. Someone put vodka in it or, you know, you'd still probably creme de month from your parents' um, liquor cabinet. And, um, yeah, and I, I, I regret doing that. And also at another party, someone passed me a bottle of vodka and said, have a swig of this. And I took a swig and then a guy turned around to the entire party and said, Helen, that's not vodka, that's my piss. <gasps> um, so I drank piss. With the colour, the colour. Well, you know, if you're very hydrated or, um, <laughs> so yeah, so that, and so everyone knew that was, that was a hard thing. That was a very hard thing. You know, that would happen on a Saturday. You do something on a Saturday night and then you just feel unwell on the Sunday thinking what the fuck is going to be, you know, you'd be bracing yourself to go down the school corridor on Monday morning. Yeah. Drank someone's piss. Wouldn't recommend it. Oh, not, no. I'm my children not to do that as well because, you know. Yeah, just say don't drink the no, piss. No. Um, were, were, were the pubes attached to your body? Had you plucked them? I, I no, can't no, I think set of... my bush on fire. I actually got a, oh. a cigarette lighter. I was like, yeah, you know, look at me. And, and also oh. I burned a hole in my T-shirt, which made my mum cross. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So did you move your pants? Did you take Pull your pants, pants down and set my bush on fire? There you go then. And everybody just claps. I say bring yeah. it back. Let's go on BGT. Bring it back. <laughs> bring yeah, the bush back. BGT. Simon, you just like, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, you know, there we yeah, go. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you get that every episode, but that that's just my that's my version of that I story. Mean, you know, the people have been like, oh, I got a D in in maths. <laughs> You'll go, well, I'd set my pubes on fire. Yeah. I remember going to a party where um, pizza was served, and after eating it, the boys had all put the pubes on the pizza, oh, and we'd eaten the pizza. God. There was a lot of pubes action. And when I was a teacher, so this is not teenager. 
um, a boy threw a paper airplane across the room that he had filled with his own pubes at me. <laughs> like molting in Birmingham, just shedding. Just, just like that. He just put them out, popped them in, flew it across the room. And I was like, are these your pubes? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, you're going to be in a bit of trouble now. And he was like, yeah, you just did it, did it for the... That's what that's what happens when you're a teacher. Um, so was... if you if you could go back in time and talk to yourself, then now what would you say? Well, don't start smoking. That would <laughs> yeah, stop the smoking. It's a really bad idea. Um, I'd say that. Um, yeah, I would say you're going to be all right. You know, I I think. You know, I I had such a hard time at school and stuff, but I don't know that there was a lot I could have done differently and I think if it hadn't been me it would have been some other kid do you know what I mean I feel like yeah. you know it is what it is and I and I don't think there's anything you can necessarily say to a child going through that that makes it a lot easier beyond all the stuff we know about about oh you're loved and blah 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 and um I, I just think I would sort of just say hang hang in there really and it, it is it is a bit shit isn't it but um it does it it does pass and then you know there's just so many people and you're not I didn't even really get this till I was in my 30s really that also like people move in and out of your life and sometimes it's to make room for other things or other people or you know I had I had a really strong friendship before I met Helen and when it ended I, I was devastated we were best friends for a long time and and um when he sort of went away I was really upset but then um you know I met Helen a few years later and I'm not sure we would have had the same relationship if there wasn't space. I don't mean because of that person specifically, but I just mean of the space in my yeah. life and where I was in my life. And it, it changed how I thought about myself. And, um, and then, so I just think, you know, I mean, Helen and I, we've been doing scummy mummies for 10 years now. And I think, you know, obviously it's going to reach a natural end. I think probably the next three or four weeks and uh, we could <laughs> just move on with our lives and make, make room for something She's making else. space. Yes. <laughs> She's making space for somebody I'm starting else. a new double act, Emma. It's, called scummy brummies i'm auditioning oh, i'm, in. I'm auditioning we'll people from views. birmingham now you've done very well so far by the way i didn't tell you this is yes. actually i said i'd come to your podcast it's actually a casting call for me and oh, excellent count count with scummy brummies or brummy scummies no scummy brummies yeah it's got a good ring to it we'll we'll do that um i love the podcast because so many like fabulous people have come on who didn't have a great time and it just shows you that you can kind of like get over it and still achieve and maybe it's because a lot of the people are creative I don't know I wonder if there's some sort of link but there has been a few Laura Adlington and Adam Hatton who was um like the only gay person in his school and he's like so fantastic now and he, he really struggled so it is um I had Ola um on the other day as well and she oh my gosh she had like her ribs broken and all sorts it's just like and if you look at her now she's just like this amazing like creator so it's just Helen what would you go back and tell yourself you know like don't perm your hair don't perm your hair that's probably a good idea oh. it, was, it was fucked for years very oh, fine frizzy she says now um don't perm your hair and don't try and change to be liked I think that's I think that's it and I just I just didn't feel good enough because I wasn't good at netball or wasn't fast enough or yeah. you know I wasn't thin enough you know and I was good enough um and yeah, so yeah, I, I think I think that that would be it. And you know, growing up in Australia, everything was very, very looks based and very, you know, not not based on other things. So um, yeah, 
And you will eventually leave that shit country town. Life is better. Don't worry. Yeah. In your case, in my case, no, you're fucking stuck there forever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've never left Birmingham. I'm I'm literally. I went to Sheffield because I was. I went to uni in Sheffield because I was like, I can't just stay in London. I want to see what the rest of the world is like. I want to see what the north of England is like. I looked at it for three years. Went, yeah, I'm going back, Catford. No offense. I went to Wolverhampton. That's as far. Ooh, <laughs> fancy pants. Whoa. That's as far as Mind I went. Mind blown. Game back again. Game back again. No, I do, I do, I do, I do love Birmingham. I think every podcast well, I could really love Birmingham. Well, my it's, husband, he, he it, spent it, a lot of time growing up in Sutton Coldfield, and he had a lovely time. Oh, you know, that's yeah, posh. fancy in it. Sutton is posh. Oh yeah, Sutton's Sutton or Solihull. If anybody says that, you go. Everyone goes, oh, posh well, we, they we are. love gigging in Sutton Coldfield because we always go to the Panache Curry house which if anyone's in the oh, city, oh right. I love panache there's a lot of white leather in diamante it's gorgeous Ooh, yeah. nice. gorgeous yes very very there's nice. a lot of nice curry houses and bolty houses in birmingham mm. it's uh what we're what we're famous for really so we've all got i think we've all got teenagers now haven't we how old are yours mine i've got a, mine's 10 and 12 she's gonna be 13 yours are similar sort of ages aren't yeah, they mine's, mine's just about to be 12 my eldest yeah yeah yeah, yeah. My, i've got a 14 year old who's Yes, she'll be 15 in October. And my son is about the same age as uh, Ellie's son. So just about 10, 12 on the 9th of June. So, yes, I'm thick in it. Thick in it. How do you feel about them growing up as teenagers now versus when we grew up as teens? Do you think it's easier for them now? Do you think it was easier for us then? What do you reckon? I think it's horrific. I I wouldn't want to be a teenager now. I mean, I, I love that the world comes to them. Like, I love... I have really rich debates with my kids and they're, you know, I love that they've got access to amazing information and, you know, they have such a different, there's such a different experience to me. You know, I love that we can go and experience great cultural stuff, but, but the, the, the pressure and the bullying and the, you know, there's a huge, like in our day there was um, eating disorders and now there's lots of self-harm and huge mental health issues. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it, but you know, I do love lying in bed next to my teenagers looking at TikToks for an hour. And just oh yeah. Myself. That's, that's our job. But it was like, let's do a happy thing. We, we just basically look at, look at cat videos for an hour. I, just, I never did that with my mom. I think that's really fun. And I just it. love it. Yeah. Mindlessly just like scroll. And also like some love people it. are so funny and different. You're like just looking at some woman doing some, and I'm like crying with laughter at this random yeah. stranger. No, I do love that. And I love the fact that, it might be a little bit easier to find your tribe and a little bit easier to find your people. But mm. I don't like the aspect that obviously like stuff that we would have done when teenagers could have been filmed and uploaded. That yeah. terrifies me. That mm. does that does really, really worry me about. What about you, LA? Yeah, I well, I liked, there's part of me that wants to think maybe it's a protective thing because if I, I like to think that some of the stuff I did as a teenager, I maybe wouldn't have done if they were there were cameras around and stuff. <laughs> But then I don't know. I don't. I was such a dickhead. I probably would have. So I don't. It's hard to know. I definitely. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Would I still have got my boobs out and squidged them against windows and coaches? Probably. And if if a man was filming it, I'd have been like, oh, a little, a little, a little jiggle like that. No teaching career for Emma because that would have been cropped back up again. Um. Yeah. It's it it does it does it does worry me. I do think that Erin, who's she's twelve. I do think she's more like accepting than when, because when we, there was no, there would be no, you know, lesbians at my, I mean, there obviously was, but we would never have talked about it. There was nothing, mm. mental health was never, ever mentioned ever. Was it at your schools? It was just. 
at you might have gone school, on there a bit mad. At my school, it wasn't no, and and no. calling someone gay. When I was at school, calling someone gay was still an insult kind of thing. But then when I got to this sort of much more liberal sixth form, it was quite a trendy thing. Like it was very, oh. there, there were an awful lot of lesbians. Like I would say proportionally, like it can't, yeah. <laughs> many of them, it was, there were seasonal lesbians. Uh, <laughs> would last <laughs> for a few, for a few weeks. Um, so it was different. And yeah, and then it's different again now. And I think that's, I think hopefully people, like our, our sons are at the same school. They're at a boys school and they're very big on the Black Lives Matter stuff. They're very big on the LGBTQT stuff. And they have, you know, Pride Club and they have newsletters and stuff and all like that and I think that's fantastic so hopefully you know I think it's easy to be very like you know oh, I wouldn't so I, I mean I probably I wouldn't swap I don't think but I think although the internet and social media has made made shit obviously a lot harder in a lot of ways and many of which I don't really understand um I think things have got better for teenagers in other ways so I, do you know what I think being a teenager for, for most of us if not all of us is just always going to be a bit shit there's always going to be something isn't it's there it's always going to be a little bit shit it's ne- it's never going to be yeah. I am um, what did you have you seen the Judy Bloom documentary no I just watched the movie I watched the new um Margaret film which was good oh, yeah 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 I'm gonna watch that I'm really looking forward to it so I didn't realize are you there god it's me Margaret was written in 1970 and when I was reading it in 1992 I was like yeah I thought that was written for me and it just shows that teenage eternal truths are just always we're always going to be wanting for our period or having our first kiss it's just like then ne- everyone will be going through the same stuff that I was going through 30 years ago it's just the eternal shitness exactly but also there's the feeling of the first kiss and the feeling of the you know the kind of like the lovely bits that we'll never get to experience again because we're ancient old yes oh ended on a bit of a that's right we're all going to die that's right she will helen will helen will i i i mean i won't be oh maybe i'll get a first kiss again i don't know sorry Stephen, if you're listening don't worry he doesn't um but no but you you're having first kisses again aren't you yeah yeah, and that's that's. I think you know there are a few nice things about divorce and being able to almost feel like a teenager yeah. again has been, but 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 with the you know with a very wrinkly body, um and and but also just experiencing feeling those sort of the anticipation mm, of something yeah. new and and an unknown world and an unknown path in life. I think that's 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 the beautiful thing about teenagers is their their optimism and their they're oh I'm going to travel one day and, and making plans they're not jaded no. um and, and I I think to have a bit of you know a taste of that again has been been fantastic and I have you know got tattoos yeah. and I haven't pierced anything yet but I, you know I've I've done done a whole lot of quite juvenile things and drunk too much and spewed in wrong places and things like that but um I'm learning I'm getting better no um, and yeah and and I have yes I know so it's all very I'm going to ask one last question and it's a very you know, the frivolous question. Were you a blur or were you Oasis? If you Oasis. had to pick. Absolutely Oasis. Oh, there, was, there was no hesitation there, was it? Yeah. Just Oasis. No. But, to be honest, Emma, I was a pulp. I was like properly proper like massive into pulp we used to go and see them all the time and I had the big poster of his and hers on my wall and 
I, I really, really fancied Jarvis Cocker. So I was oh. I was in deep with Pulp. Um, and really sweetly for my birthday this year, my husband um, secretly bought tickets to the Pulp gig in Hyde Park this summer or Finsbury Park with some park. And he even he bought four tickets and he was like, these are for you. And you're, I, you said, you don't have to invite me. These are for you and your mates who you're really into Pulp with when you're all like 17. So and I was lovely. like, oh God, you're not a prick. That's really nice. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. So it would have both been Oasis. Um, yeah. But Blair won, didn't they? That's the... I don't know if that's the moral of the story. I don't know, but yeah, I think but lots of people have said Oasis. No one likes a winner. Look at the fucking Tories. They've been in power for years. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> wait, wait, were you, Emma, were you Blur? I'm not going to ask if you're Labour or Tory. Were you Blur <laughs> or you Oasis? Labor, are you? Um, I was... I, I can't... I feel like... I feel like I was Oasis. I feel like I might have just bought both. I can't. Oh, yeah. re- I can't but you really had to remember. Have both, didn't you? I oh yeah, you thought, had to have both. I suppose they were both a bit moany, weren't they? But at least like Liam was moaning about like having too much balls and fags, and Damon was yeah. just moaning about eh, posh people. I didn't like. They're too posh for me. I think me. I probably fancied both of them, but I think I probably fancied everybody yeah. when I was that age. I think I just fancied them. Oh, my husband's just messaging. He's like, "Look, there's me talking about fancying other men," and he's messaging and I'm like, "Oh God, it's a bit up like I'm cheating on him." <laughs> right, scummy mummies. It has been wonderful to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much. I will see you soon. Um, they are. When did your tour finish? Uh, oh, never. <laughs> Oh, yeah. we just keep touring. Yeah. We'd never stop. We're making there money. There will be touring this. Yeah, You've got to go and see it because it is really, really, really funny. Right, ladies, I love you lots. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We love you, Emma. Bye. Told you they were great. They're so funny. As I said, you must go and check them out and go and listen to their podcast. They're the kind like when you go and see them live, you're like crying, laughing. It's I I love rude sense of humour. <laughs> I just do, just really makes me laugh. So it's really, really funny. But what I wanted you help, if you're listening to this in the present time, I want your help because I'm going to do an episode with my sister coming up soon about kids TV. So if you don't know, my sister writes for Horrible Histories and she's done Mr. Tumble and Dennis and Nasher and loads of things. And what I would love for you to do is um, let me know on Instagram maybe or you could perhaps email anything let me know what children's TV shows you would love us to talk about we're going to do a kids TV show bonanza and it's going to be those you know those shows that they're terrifying and you wouldn't have it on you wouldn't get grot bags on the telly today you wouldn't have chocky on the telly today you wouldn't have um PJ being blinded by um what were they called paintballs you wouldn't have that today so I want to know what you want me to talk about and of course on Spotify I always do a vote would love you to take part in that and reviews always nice a little cheeky review my dad always leaves one my dad's always leaving one I'd love a review from somebody that's not my dad um maybe some star uh, five stars over on Apple or Spotify wherever I uh love you lot have a fantastic week and I'll see you back next week for another episode bye guys Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.